Welcome to the Collecting Heroes podcast. I am your host, JD, the collector of collectors, if you will. And in this podcast, I love to talk to pop culture collectors from around the world. And today, my guest, who I believe would probably be one with the force, is a special collector called George from Marvelous Collectibles and Entertainment. George, thank you very much for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, JD. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. Um, so Marvelous Collectibles and Entertainment, or MCE, as the channel is also known. Tell me a little bit quickly about that. How did you come to to create the YouTube channel? I know you run that with Seth, I believe, is, is the partner yes. on there. Yeah. How did you guys Seth's come to collect? Did you start the YouTube channel? Did you start together? Or how did that I started the YouTube channel. I started the YouTube channel as Marvelous Statues, and it was uh, intended to be a statue channel. Uh, that was what I was heavily into collecting at the time. Um, I, I had had uh, a bunch of uh, video game statues that I, you know, get through the uh, exclusive video games. So I had this small mm-hmm. collection of these, you know, smaller scale statues. And uh, my wife comes home one day. She sells uh, p- uh, fine art. She sells like uh, pop culture art and, oh, cool. and um, contemporary art. Right. So she sees my collection and she tells me that you're collecting toys. You know, I start laughing. So she's like, I'm going to get you a, a statue. So she introduces me to Sideshow and she uh, buys the uh, Darth Vader mythos statue at the time. You know, it was what was available. Yes. So she picks up the statue and then I get this huge statue and I was like, this is cool. You know, and I was like, OK, <laughs> so I start selling off all of my other little ones and I start picking up the bigger statues now. And then uh, at the time, I was watching uh, Maddox Collector and uh, a couple of these other guys that collect statues, and they stopped doing statue reviews. And I thought, you know, I'm, I'm not the most sociable person and I'm not the most outward person. So, you know, I wanted to get a little bit more out there. Let me let me try making this video thing. So I'm, I'm in Texas uh, on on work and uh, and then I start developing the the logo for marvelous statues which had this like intro similar to the uh marvel intro you know with the comic books flipping oh, and yeah, all that yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. so i had it come out like that but it was flipping images of statues you know and then it would then it came up to marvelous statues that's so cool. my brother and my friends see this and they're like man that's really neat you know and i shoot my first video and at the first video if you ever go back and watch it, it's it's, it's pretty bad. I, I look like Sheldon a little bit, you know, fun with flags. Yeah. You know, I'm very, like, nervous. Um, so, but the intro was cool. My brother felt like there was a lot of potential there. So he thought, you know, we'll keep, we'll keep trying at this. And it started to get a little bit better. Um, by the time Seth came on, Seth was very heavily into Funko Pops. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, it'd be cool to have a channel that was more about collectibles and the love of collectibles uh, rather than it just being just statues. Uh, so he joined and then, you know, he made a, a statement, a point that, you know, the name kind of cornholes us into statues, you know, so it's like we need to change the name to reflect collectibles. So my brother comes up with Marvelous Collectibles and Entertainment, and both of us were like, man, that is a lot. I'm like, I can't say that every video, man. <laughs> so we we uh, end up changing it to MCE, and then, you know, that's the initials, and then that's where MCE was uh, was born. And Ooh. it's been that way for now um, five years. So Wow, wow. That's awesome. Um, I actually like want to go back so obviously you you are a star wars collector that is the main yes. thing that you collect 
and your wife got you a Darth Vader statue as your first yeah. statement piece. I tell you what, there's probably not a lot of men out there who have their own fan caves, man caves, whatever you want to call it. I usually call it fan cave um, that started with a piece like that from their wife. I mean, a lot of the time you're probably trying to hide these collections or the cost of these collections from your partner. (laughs) But um, yeah, your wife. And so she's into fine art. Actually, I did see during your, uh, I believe it's during your room tour, you actually might mention in there that you're an artist yourself. Is that correct? Or maybe you mentioned it in another video that I watched. Yeah, I studied uh, computer animation and uh, uh, sculpting. I did a little bit of digital sculpting, which I really want to get back to at some point, but uh, mainly traditional sculpting and and illustration is is where my forte is. Great. And I know that part of your collection does consist of you've got a few posters on the wall in your room. Um, yeah. And you mentioned that you've actually got a whole book full of, of Star Wars art that you flip and you, you you cycle that around, which I thought was really cool. How do how does your love of art and Star Wars tie together outside of just, just the posters? Well, I mean, I've always been a huge fan of Star Wars. Um, you know, the Star Wars is like the very first movie that I can remember going to go see. I was I was uh, uh, the first movie I ever saw in the theater with my father that, that I have a memory of was Return of the Jedi. You know, okay. I was uh, about five, I think, at the time when, when nice. he took me and the the digital effects, the the characters and everything that I saw there. It just was like it blew me away. And then from that point on, I was always into art of some form and i was always very creative i'd build things and um you know i made my own costumes i i, I did a lot of these little things and i've always had these little hobbies my wife says that it's impossible to keep me uh you know in a relaxed pose like if, you, if i in a relaxed <laughs> position if i if we the other day we were at her her parents house and i was laying down on this like uh lawn chair and then i was like oh my god it's so nice to relax and then like a minute or two later i'm like okay i'm done Let's go, <laughs> you know, let's, let's go find something, you know? So, um, when I, when I was in, in art school, I wanted to work for Lucasfilm and I wanted to make a movie and that's, that's really what I, what I wanted to do. And, um, when during that whole time period was the, the economy, uh, the, the economic crash that we had in 2018, um, you know, I, I wasn't able to get, uh, you know, coming out of college, I wasn't able to get a job as an animator. I ended up getting a job as a sign designer. So my, my friend shows me one of those. Sorry, the, the... Oh, sorry, 2008, 2008, yeah, not 2018. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 2008. So, um, so I, I take and, and, uh, and I'm a sign designer. And then my friend shows me one of these, you know, memes or gifts that says, you know, what my friends think I do, what I wish I did, you know, what I really do, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just was not that into into what I was doing, even though it was artistic and it was creative, it just wasn't what I wanted to do. Uh, my friend, so I, I took and and I started doing some little sculptures on the side. A friend of mine got a job at Disney and she was always telling me, Yoma, we can get you in here as a sculptor. And I entertained the idea. Uh, I met my wife. And then at that point, it- Through uh, art uh, as well? Uh, no, not through art. I met my wife through a friend. And, you know, I fell in love with her and we moved in together and, you know, obviously we wanted to have kids and all that. So my, my, uh, my goals kind of changed in that, you know, I was more of the provider and trying to, um, trying to provide for my family and needed insurance and they needed some more realistic goals, uh, than, than going to being, you know, going to work at Disney. So, you know, I, I do my daytime job, which is my, like my Clark Kent job, which is, uh, uh, 
you know, going to to work as an IT guy. And then when this opportunity came up to to do these YouTube videos, I felt like this is a way for me to be, you know, close to the the stuff that I love, the art and and the sculpting and all that. And then, but then still be able to do the stuff I need to do for my family. So I do this in the in the evenings, and it, and it keeps and you know it's a, it's like a getaway, and, and it it gets me, it, it kind of centers me a little bit. That's so awesome. I, I really I really love it. I really love the the art of it all, and it inspires me. It gets me, you know wanting to do or try different things and like i just got finished painting a, a, a one-to-one scale millennium falcon not a life-size but um one-to-one scale to the model that was used in the in the film first time i've ever done airbrushing in my life and uh, and and you know a lot of people love it i, I love it i, I think it, it came out really awesome and and they were like man you it looks professional and, and i was like thank you and i did just that 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 uh confirmation from That's people that they, that they well. like it, it yeah, it makes me feel so good. And I, and I just like, damn, this is why I like doing this. It's because, you know, I'm around people that like it too. And it's fun, you know, so. That's awesome. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I definitely can understand it's probably not a one-on-one scale because you would definitely need a large yeah. backyard for that. Yeah. <laughs> and a much bigger airbrush, I'm sure, as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. But that's really cool. I mean, look, the statue part, obviously, you said like five years now you've been really running the channel and that was so that was how long before that was that your wife gave you your first statue? It was a year before that when she gave me the first statue. Okay, so about six years now that you've been collect, collecting statues. Statues, yes. Okay, all right. Your room that you have as well. So for people listening, if you go and actually watch the videos of George, you'll actually see he's got a very unique custom room that he's sort of designed. Uh, to display his statues and his different pieces in as well. And I love the background. Tell me a bit about the background as well. Um, describe it to people um, so that they can so do my, my thought to do the, the Star Wars room, so uh, this, this change came in 2020, just at the end of 2019. I was collecting a lot of different statues at that point. Uh, when I started the channel, I sold, like I said, I sold off a, a large part of my collection that I had at that time, which consisted of some Star Wars pieces um including master replicas and when i when i came back to the idea that you know in, in 2020 the beginning i thought i need to to get back to the to what i really really like to collect not necessarily just for the for the art of it or for the content or anything like that but just the really the love that i have and the, and the thing that i really love the most is always star wars yeah so i thought i need to make my room something that reminds me of galaxy's edge when i go to galaxy's edge i you know we had gone to the park and I thought this was awesome. You know, you're immersed in Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this isn't what I want to do. This is what I want to have in my room. I want an immersive room. So I thought, I'm, the, I'm, a, I'm a bounty hunter of, of uh, collectibles. This, I go hunt down uh, toys. I hunt down statues. I hunt down art. You know, this is what I do. So I'm, you know, I'm the Medina Lorian. You know, my, my last name is Medina. <laughs> yeah. I'm the Medina Lorian. So I tell my, my buddy Seth that. And Seth is like, I like the name, man. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm the Medina Lorian. I need a bounty hunter style background. So what do bounty hunters have? They have a weapons rack. They have uh, things like that. So and then I thought, okay, if I'm in the Star Wars universe, you know, I'm not going to just have new things around me. I need to have like things from around the galaxy that represent Star Wars, but yeah. that are just like moshed together and look old and, yeah. you know, dungeony, that kind of that kind of look. So I wanted some Imperial panels. So I, I, I built two Imperial walls. That have the, uh, the the classic style look, like you see on the Death Star, 
and then with the lights the and stuff, center with the lights and everything as well like with that. the lights and everything yeah. yeah uh and and then i thought in the center would be this like weapons rack and i have this opening that kind of looks like a similar doorway to a star wars doorway and there's lights in the in the center of that mm-hmm. and then initially i wanted to put like a bunch of helmets uh and everything but you know because of space confinements i figured okay i'll have a one one row of helmets and then the rest would be all kinds of different weapons. And I, I like lightsabers the most. So there's, you know, a lot of different lightsabers there. Um, I built a Han Solo blaster, you know, that out of the parts that that uh, they would have used in the original film. Okay, you built make that, that Yes. I found the parts that they that they use or, or replicas of those parts and put all the parts together and painted it and weathered it. It's a heavy gun. Uh, so <laughs> that's, that's awesome. on the wall back there. I uh, recently was able to get the Boba Fett blaster, which I, which was a really long and hard find, but I was able to find that. Uh, and then, but I also wanted like some functionality to it that uh, gave it some life. Uh, so I taught myself how to build, how to how to use an Arduino board, and I programmed lights to flicker and blink when they're supposed to, mm-hmm. uh, or or at random. Uh, I made a a, um, a panel with exposed wiring in there that has a flickering light effect. Like there's like a, like a, like a wire that's flickering inside of the, inside of the hole. Yeah. Uh, so I really wanted to give it some life. So I, it, I noticed it that cool. when it was, when I was watching the videos, I saw the flickering and I didn't know if that had to do with sometimes, you know, lights and the frame rates on cameras, how you can sometimes get yeah. a flicker. I didn't know if it had to do with that, but knowing that you've actually designed it to do that is that's, that's amazing. I, I noticed when I first saw, that background and and was watching the videos um at first i was like did he have like his collection room just has like two windows at the side and he's just put the panels over the top of the window maybe so the light comes through but knowing that you actually built that custom with everything in the lights that's that's amazing how long did it take you to fabricate and make all of that and put it together uh almost five months i didn't know what i was doing i told my wife i'm not the handiest person by the way I told my wife that I'm going to build this wall and she's like, yeah, right. You know, (laughs) you know, so she's like, whatever. She gives me a pat on the back and she's like, okay. So my neighbor next to me is a, is a, um, um, an industrial engineer, you know, and he's very handy with, with uh, carpentry tools and all that. So he, he gives me ideas of what to do. My dad is also kind of handy too. So, uh, my dad, uh, helped me out with uh, with some of the, the the thought process. So like cutting the holes for those uh, those imperial panels, mm-hmm. uh, we got a hole saw, and then he he had a press at his at his shop. So he's like, we could put this through the press and press down all the holes, and then you can cut it with a jigsaw. So I spent through the whole time cutting all these by hand, wow. um, and then uh, I got hurt a few times. And one one of the saws actually cut my finger pretty close to the bone. Oh, and uh, yeah, it was it was a pretty rough one. I, I remember calling my wife about that. And, you know, I'm like, babe, I think I need to go to the hospital, you know? And she's like, what happened? I was like, the saw touched my finger, you know? And she's like, just walk it off. You know, I'm like, what? You know, so <laughs> she, well. she comes home and she sees it. She's like, hey, that looks pretty bad, you know? And she's like, you know, well, maybe it'll heal. So it healed, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a fun experience at that point. But um, the, you know, I, I watched some other YouTube videos and got some ideas on how to, to put things together. One of the big ones that I would follow is a, is a YouTube channel called smugglers run or no uh, smug, smuggler, the smugglers cave, I think is what it's called. Um, I think I've seen the video. super cool dude. And he's very handy and he comes up with these ideas. So I'm like, so I got some ideas off of him and ideas off of other people. I'm like, okay, this is what I, how I'm going to get it, uh, around to building it. And uh, you know, my dad would come in from time to time and check on me and make sure things look good. 
but mostly I was doing it by myself in the garage. It and, looks amazing. Um, like thank it you. Really does. Like it, it when you talk about, you know, comparing it to something in Galaxy's Edge, it definitely is one of a kind room, right? Like and this well, is the, the perfect thing about, you know, having a fan cave and having your own space that you can go to. I mean, I, I assume you use this as oh, actually I've seen from the videos you've got your computer in there so you're using it as an office right like it is my office well, yeah it's great when uh, I go to like a conference call <laughs> yeah yeah definitely the conversations would be great and that's the thing when I saw this I was like it's such an amazing room and for you to have built that yourself especially not being someone who's handy on tools and, and everything as well but yeah. you know obviously having people that could help you is great as well you know i, I would love to have uh i don't know the bat cave look like a bat yeah. cave maybe one day if i had awesome. a big enough room um some computers <laughs> yeah. so i mean that would be probably you know the fantasy for me um but amazing talk about galaxy's edge actually because we, we we briefly touched on it before starting recording I would love to go to Galaxy's Edge. I did actually have a trip planned for 2020. Uh, thank you, pandemic, for killing yeah. that dream. But I had uh, yeah. I had tickets to San Diego Comic Con, um, and nice. then from there I was going to hire a car and drive up to um, Disneyland because my girlfriend and I wanted to go back there. I wanted to see Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Edge was actually being constructed the first time I went to right. Anaheim. Um, it was in 2018 and they were, they had the construction going on and you could see that in the background when we were doing the, 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 uh, river cruise, I think is the, the thing that they, they do pass there back of there. Um, right. so tell me about, cause you're in Florida. Right. Um, tell me about galaxy's edge. Have you been both galaxy's edges or just the one in Florida? I've only been to the one in Orlando. I have been to Disneyland, but I went to uh, California adventure at the time. I think when I went to Disneyland, uh, cause I also went to San Diego comic-con and I had that idea. I was like, I'm going go to go to, 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 to galaxy's edge. But I think galaxy's edge was just being built at that point. It was a uh, 2019 or no, right. this was 2018. So 2018 when I went. myself then. Yeah. You were there at the same point. Oh, well, I, yeah. 2018 was when I was there. So 2018, we, right? Yeah. Tw- you uh, still have passes for San Diego Comic Con, by the way? A curiosity? I have my tickets. Uh, yeah, I have my, I have my passes. Yeah. They kept rolling over year on year. Are you planning on going this year? I probably won't get to, um, unfortunately, no? with, with travel. Um, but I'm thinking that I'll hold on to passes because at, it, I get priority if I want to buy for the following year and, and go gotcha. back. Um, and okay. with, with such a small percentage chance of getting in there, I figure the best chance I've got now is to be part of that queue um, and to hold on to those passes. So I don't know what their okay. attendance rate is going to be in terms of. I don't know yet either. I, yeah, I may go this year. Yeah. I'm open the air about it. But if, and if you do go, I mean, as, that's what I was hoping that we could run into each other. But back to what you were saying with, with Galaxy's Edge, the, um, the, the, we were there opening day for it. And, uh, and man, I mean, I was like in tears. It was, you know, seeing the Millennium Falcon for the first time at that size, you know, and and, and we were there at, at four o'clock in the morning, you know, when we when we walked into the park. Yeah. So it was dark, you know, and the lights were all on and everything. And it was it was the most magnificent thing I'd ever seen in my life. Man, it was like my entire uh, um, life of of Star Wars, of the of the imagination, of the of the uh, the emotion that it that I got watching the films as You're a child, my father. You know, yeah, it just was like it, I mean, I'm getting kind of teared up right now th- talking about there it. it just it was it was really awesome to be there to be amongst all these fans 
you know, and everybody feeling the same way at the same time, you know, and it just, it was such a cool experience. Uh, my brother and I went, my brother's not the biggest star Wars fan. He just, he kind of goes along with me. So I love my brother for that. Um, you know, he's, he's more of a sports fan, Yeah, but he went with me anyway. And, you know, and he, and he would stand in line to, to make sure that we got on the ride, you know, because the millennium Falcon at that point had like a four and a half hour wait or something like that. So he's like, was rise the resistance open? At the time? Not yet, no. Yeah, okay. And I went to the Rise of Resistance opening as well with Seth. So oh, okay, cool. and that was a great experience too. You know, but Seth doesn't like riding rides. Um, he gets motion sickness. Yeah, okay. So but your brother was about with that. you on that yeah. original day. Yeah, so my brother was with me on the original day. Uh and uh and you know, he would stand in line, wait, you know, he says, Go experience everything, come back, you know, and I, I met back up with him. We rode the rode the Millennium Falcon the first time. Uh, I got to fly the first time, so it was it was great. And most of the time, when I go back, I tend to want to fly the Falcon, you know, you know, just to do that. My my kids enjoy it too. It's it's just a really a really cool experience for any Star Wars fan, um, you know, to to do. So yeah, I I, I go back a lot actually. <laughs> do you have any custom pieces like in your collection there um, that are? Because I know they do a few park specific collectibles and things like that as well. Do you have some of those within your collection there? Yes, I have a, a custom. Uh, well, I have the the build yourself the build lightsabers that you could do at Savi's yep. workshop. Uh, I've done that about six different times. So I, every time I went, I would gather different parts and then build a, a unique lightsaber out of that. So I, I, that's what I did uh, from that. I got the crystals from there. The carbon um, crystals, yeah, because they come in a specific like they're a blind pack. Is that? Like for what? Seen the kyber crystals? Can you or can the you kyber pick crystals. colors? Because I, I, yeah, I saw someone opening like they were like blind packs to see what color you can get or something. No, no, they, they, they I mean, that's that may be something new. I, I haven't seen that since I, I mean, I just went to the park a few weeks ago, so I don't, I didn't, I haven't seen that's that true. yet. But I mean, you can go and pick your your kyber crystal color that you want. Oh, cool. I think there's, I think the only color you can't get is white, maybe. But I mean, you can get pretty much everything else. They used to have the the black one. I was able to find that. Uh, so that was like one in 100. Uh, that that's you can, what, because you can that's find. what I was saying. Like people were, um, that's why yeah. I thought it was a blind pack thing. Cause I saw someone that was the, blind, the black. That was um, the black that they were hunting for. So they, they hid them in the red crystal and um, the red crystal uh, things. And you have to buy the red crystals. And I went to the park for close to a year. And every time I went back, they allow you to buy two, I bought two every time. And, it's, and we used to play uh, a roulette game that we open up and like, see if we, if we got it and my daughter got it. So that was a really cool experience too. I got, I was able to capture that on video. So she was all excited, jumping up and down. I was like, oh, this is neat. That's um, amazing. Yeah. So speaking about family, you, you know, you said you've got two daughters. Um, how do you find them with your collectibles being a father? Like as babies, did you have to put a lock on the door for the room? Like, uh, Honestly, like, I didn't, man. They, you know? They've just been uh, really well behaved. They, they know that that's dad's space. And Well, Scarlett is, is taken into art a lot. Um, you know, she likes sculpting, she likes drawing, um, you know, she's, she's really into to that stuff. So, uh, you know, and then we would take her to the art gallery that my wife works at. So yeah. she got to experience stuff like that. And we let her know that, you know, this is, this is art, you know, you look at it, you, you admire it, but you don't touch it. Mm -hmm. Uh, so she comes into the room and she knows that that's what that is. And she would sometimes come in here and sit down and just draw like the statues and just sit there and, and hang out with me and draw that stuff. Diana is more of the one that wants to touch stuff. But yeah. she she doesn't the do the youngest it. one. Like, really close, huh? She's the youngest one. 
she's the youngest one. Diana's four and Scarlett's seven okay. right now. And uh, so Scarlett was named after the uh, G.I. Joe uh, Scarlett. And <laughs> Diana was named after Wonder Woman. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, Diana runs around saying that she's powerful. She's a superhero, you know, so she's <laughs> she's great. Uh, the both of them are. The both of them have have their uh, their stuff that they do. So Diana hasn't taken into art itself, but she likes the the idea of the statues and all that. And she admires it. And the two of them have their own little collection. So they they got these little statues and little things that they do, and they put their their stuff up on the wall. Diana, uh, Scarlett's really into Lego at the time, so she, or at the moment, so she builds stuff, and she helps her sister build the stuff, and then they display it. So they they, they understand cool. the whole thing of collecting, which is which is cool. I have another guest on uh, one of my earlier episodes who runs a Lego YouTube channel um, specifically oh, cool. with he, he, a lot of his videos center around him and his son and their adventure and collecting and building Lego. And um, nice. I, I love, like, I, I don't have children, but like, I love seeing when you can pass that love of yeah. you know, something like Star Wars or whatever it be uh, onto kids. And uh, I mean, Lego has so many different uh, properties that now that they build for, I have a, a decent Lego collection as well myself. I have a lot of the, nice. um, the statue, the Lego oh, helmets. Yeah. Um, so I've got the Lego helmets collection. The only ones I don't have is the most recent ones. So the Mandalorian and Luke's um, helmet, I've got to get those yeah. ones um, to complete my set there. Uh, but I, I love those sets. I've got the Razor Crest as well. I haven't built it yet because <laughs> space <laughs> like space is the enemy oh that was <laughs> crazy problems. it's like you get in the box and you're cool with it and then when you build it and you're like oh my god where am i gonna put you it, gonna put right it. Like, <laughs> our destroyer right over here that it's taking up so much space you know? <laughs> okay going back to your statues actually um mm -hmm. so how many statues do you have roughly in your collection would you say 20 20 between 20 and 25 maybe okay and do you recycle them so is that something that you you have a piece for a while and then maybe you sell it off to get a new piece like how do you go about funding that as well uh so there's two i have two different collections so i have one that's the the collection that i keep and then there's the stuff that i that i collect for the content on the channel so like because there's some pieces that i that i tend to review or that I try to review, so I keep the content flowing on on my YouTube channel. Yeah, uh, the pieces that I uh, that I use for content, you know, I'll take and I do the review on those, and then I mm -hmm. tend to sell those, uh, you know, shortly thereafter. Okay. Uh, the ones that I want to keep, those ones stay on the shelf, and you know, and then they stay with me for a good long, good long, long time until I get tired of it. But not too many. That's the problem. Yeah, I got a storage unit. With them and you don't want to get yeah. Them. yeah. You know, it's like a drug addict trying to sell drugs. You can't do that. <laughs> you shouldn't get high yeah. on your own supply. Didn't you ever hear exactly. that, George? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. What's your so? What would be your favorite statue then in in your collection? My favorite statue in my collection is is my Obi Wan Kenobi Mythos statue. I I spent a extremely long time hunting that piece. It was like three and a half years trying to get that piece. is It's a kind of an expensive one, hard to find piece. I mean, if my wife's watching, she'd probably get mad at me because I still own the Darth Vader that she gave me. <laughs> I'd never sell the Darth Vader. It's because that's my first, and and my wife gave that to me as a Father's Day gift. That's the one with so, the flames and everything, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's called Dark Contemplation. Yeah. Also, an extremely great statue. Yeah, uh, what makes the Kenobi so cool for me is that the Kenobi has both the Alec Guinness and the Ewan McGregor uh, portraits. And then it also is a version of him that hasn't been seen in the movies before. And it has him wandering 
the deserts of Tatooine and he's got his armor from the Clone Wars like in a backpack and you can see like light the lightsabers on his belt um and it's just a, a really nomadic looking piece that you know I, I just really enjoy the look of it so yeah. I imagine you're pretty excited for the new TV show coming oh yeah Disney plus oh yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah. I can't wait to see Kenobi this is gonna be great <laughs> what's um, your favorite out of the um out of the current uh TV shows that they've been releasing um Mandalorian Mandalorian yeah, yeah, of the live action Mandalorian, of the animated series, I like Clone Wars, I like Rebels. Um, those are all those are both pretty good shows. And yeah, but Mandalorian is is, is super cool, man. I just you got you gotta like that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's great. I I I will say, and maybe unpopular opinion or maybe common opinion, I'm not I'm not too too sure. Um, I felt like the Book of Boba Fett was mm -hmm. like Mandalorian season 2.5 yes um, that's I how felt I felt like they had a, I, I loved that he was there that he got to be in in i just felt like maybe they lent on him a little bit too heavy um i agree and and probably could have had a little bit less mandalorian still loved having him and i thought that there was there was parts of that story. i don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't watched it but there's parts of that story that i thought felt like um with the dark saber and everything could have probably gone into a season three but I mean, Absolutely. we just got to trust the process that, you know, what they're giving us. I mean, I've yeah. enjoyed them all. Like I still, in, I still enjoyed the book of Boba Fett. Like I don't want to say yeah, I didn't enjoy it. That was just my own personal opinion about it. Going back to the statues, who would you say is your favorite statue manufacturer? Um, X, XM studios is, is at the top of my list. Still has been for a long time. Um, they seem to be most consistent with, with the, their pieces. I just wish they made more Star Wars stuff. It's like they, 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 they don't make enough of it. Sideshow tends to flood the market with, with a lot of different things. Um, but they, they do a good job too. But yeah, I would say XM Studios. Well, that's my one piece you saw that, that you know, yeah. when we first got on this chat together. The Shugo version. Um, Shugo yeah. version A, I think it was. Uh, which has him uh, as like the ninja uh, standing on top of the on top of the bat signal um just for people yeah. listening i've got pictures of that on my instagram as well um yeah i think they're they're a wonderful studio like i don't have a lot of statues like i've seen some up close i've seen sideshow ones up close i've got a friend who's got the sideshow sauron a massive lord of the rings fan oh yeah that's um, a nice one too huge absolutely huge. yeah um but yeah i i think Definitely, I can understand why you would say XM Studios because they bring out some really beautiful pieces. Although Queen Studios is catching up, man. Queen Studios, have you seen their pieces? I have yeah. seen a couple of the one, recent ones in some of the reviews that have come out, actually. Yeah, they're nice. Speaking they're, they're, of they're, reviews... They're... Well, mm -hmm. they, sorry, you go first. No, go ahead, yeah. Go I was going to say, speaking of reviews, what do you look for in a review, though? Like, so when... Is there a specific thing that you look for when you're reviewing a statue that that your audience wants or that you just instinctively know as a statue collector, like this is the thing that, that a statue should be. So it's funny, right? Because you know, you're reviewing a statue. So I, I've talked about this with my friends before. It's because I feel like reviewing a statue is very different than reviewing, like say a lightsaber, right? Like mm -hmm. when I review a lightsaber, there's functionality, there's aesthetics, there's, um, you know, how the electronics work, you know, that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So you really can go into some, some actual depth with that, with the statue you know you when you order something you know what you're getting you know you see it they, they show you it so really what i compare the statue to is you know does it look like what i ordered yes that's, that's the that's the biggest thing first like does the final product look like the prototype that i 
that I picked up. And then I, you know, go over the statue and look for any, you know, imperfections that people might uh, be picky about, especially at, at the price point. Because, you know, these statues have become extremely expensive uh, with an average, on, uh, you know, for like a quarter scale statue being like $700 or so. Mm-hmm. And then XM Studios is well over $1,000 for a mm-hmm. statue. Mm-hmm. So when you're spending that kind of money, you know, you tend to be very picky. So yeah. um, there's, uh, you know, I look for like, do, you know, do the do the parts fit in on the statue correctly are there any gaps in the statue does there is there a leaning issue um is there is a potential for this thing to come apart on you later down the road uh those are those are kind of things that i that i uh, try to glance at and i try to be as honest as i can when i do the review and, and let you guys know you know that these things exist you know so that way if you do decide to spend your money on this you know what you're buying great and um, there's those are all good points i mean you have obviously reviewed quite a few and you, you own quite a few. So um, it's good to, to know what you look for. So I, I want to sort of wrap this up um, now and I really loved having you on the show. Before I let you go, though, just wanted to sort of let you plug your, your different socials and, and your channel. Uh, where can people find you? Um, so yeah, a lot of different places. I wish I had a, a common name for all my spots that I go, because everything has a different name. <laughs> it's probably the worst social media marketing in the world that I do. Um, so the MCE channel is, is the main YouTube channel and, and you're mostly going to find uh, Seth on that channel. And, and I come in there every now and then for a statue review. I do a lot of the editing behind the scenes, um, for that, for that particular channel where I hang out the most is the hyperdrive and, uh, the hyperdrive is a star Wars focused channel. Uh, we I do nothing but uh, Star Wars on there, so we talk about the the TV shows, the movies. Um, we talk about uh, collectibles from all kinds of different uh, uh, avenues. So you know, Black Series, uh, Hasbro, um, statues, hot toys. We kind of mix it in there, lightsabers. So there's a lot of different things for Star Wars collectors there. Uh, if you're following me on Instagram, I'm the Marvelous Knight on Instagram. I also have uh, Marvelous Statues. And that's the the main statue page. And on the, on that one, you're going to see uh, a lot of different uh, digital art, digital sculptures, statues that are coming out. That's what you're going to see on that channel. On my particular page, The Marvelous Night, what you're going to see on that page is uh, my collecting and just my overall, you know, crazy, you know, goofy life. On TikTok, I'm known as the Medina Lorian. And on the on TikTok, <laughs> what you'll find there is my uh, builds. I do a lot of. Um, modeling and painting um and uh and my projects that i do uh as well as some other crazy stuff uh so you'll you'll get that from there and that, that's about where you can find me facebook i'm on there too but on facebook we have our own group which is called the marvelous knights and there we just a bunch of collectors hanging out and jamming about collectibles so perfect. yeah perfect oh well i i recommend everyone to go and check that out i'll actually probably get you to send me some of those links and i'll include them sure in the show description as well so that people can go check them out but i definitely recommend people go and check out your videos have a look at this awesome fan cave this awesome <laughs> re- reproduction Thanks, of star wars that you've made um for yourself I-, I think it's amazing so thank you very much george the Medine Lorian. Uh, I, I love it. I, I think that's a perfect <laughs> nickname. I've really enjoyed speaking to you and I look forward to, to, you know, maybe speaking to you again in the future as well. Oh yeah. JD, man. Thanks for having me on, bud. I, yeah. I mean, I wish we can go on longer. <laughs> well, may, maybe we will, maybe we'll have to do a part yeah. two eventually down the track. All right. I'm down. Right. I'm down. Or I can have you on one of my channels one day. That'd be good great. You, I'd love it as well. I'd love it as well. Yeah. Thank you very much for being on the show. Thanks for having me.
you liked the episode, please consider following or subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also join me on Instagram at Collective Heroes, where you can see photos of the collections of people that I'm talking to, as well as some of my own.